we're fasting for 13 to 18 hours per day, it's going to increase that glutathione and decrease that oxidative stress in our body. This is also going to greatly decrease our blood sugar, which is then going to decrease the inflammation and more damage that happens to our skin also. Those are two of the big ones of why, how fasting can actually benefit our skin. Amazing. Oh, last thing, one more thing, is it's a great detoxifier too. We talked about foods to help detox, but when we fast, we're able to pull out all this these toxins that form in our fat when we fast, and we're able to eliminate those when, when we're fasting. You're listening to the Integrative Medical Podcast with Dr. Jake, a licensed naturopathic doctor who will show you how to tap into your body's natural ability to heal your health issue and improve your symptoms quickly without harmful drugs or devastating surgeries. So pour some tea, get comfortable where you are, and enjoy this healing episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I am Teresa. I am a health nut. I am a wife to a cancer fighter, and I am here with Dr. Jake on the Integrative Medica podcast to talk about how to have naturally looking youthful skin without Botox. And I am super eager, Dr. Jake, because I am a 41-year-old woman who is, I've got some vanity issues. I would like to look young all the way till I am to my dying day. So I am going to be taking some notes as you share with us your secrets on how we can look naturally young and youthful. Great to see you today. What is new with you? Um, nothing's really new. I mean, I did go to a rivalry football game. So being here in Utah, we have rivalry football games like most of the country. So the big one that we have here is the Utah-BYU game. I was able to go to that game and it was a lot of fun to watch. It was like always, a very competitive game, uh, very tense, and uh, there was a lot of fun. So that was a, re a really fun thing that I was able to engage to. Uh, who did, uh, who did, which team did BYU play against? BYU was playing Utah, University of Utah. Oh, so the that's U the big University of BYU. Okay, so I have to ask then, Dr. Jake, mm -hmm. to any of our Utah listeners, are you blue or are you red? I'm a, I'm blue. You are. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Our family is all red. We're all for the youth. Yeah. Man, so, we, we don't like each other. We're going to have to sit <laughs> on opposite sides of that stadium at the next game. <laughs> <laughs> well, great, uh, great to find out what's going on and what's new with you. I'm excited about this episode. Um, before we discover the naturally youthful strategies for skin and hair without using Botox, we want to remind you as an audience so that this is just a podcast. Dr. Jake, can you expand on that? So yeah, today we're going to be talking about some basic things about how we're going to keep your skin nice and healthy. So we're not going to go into any specifics. So if you want a true diagnosis of what's going on with you, or you want uh, me to really dive into how to fix your skin issues or whatever you want help with, uh, give us a call at 801-676-976 or visit our website and find our phone number there. Wonderful. All right, let's dive into it. So before this episode kind of hashed out a, a list of, of ways that we can uh, improve our skin. And the first one that you had, and I think this was really important to you, was really talking about diet. Diet as a crucial aspect of our, um, our youthfulness. So can you please expand? What are, what are some things that we should be eating, should not be eating in order to maintain uh, a healthy, youthful skin and hair? For us to keep really healthy skin, is we want to eat more plants and less meat. But that doesn't mean we don't want meat because meat is where we're getting our collagen. 
And what makes our skin start to sag and wrinkle and not look as youthful is the degeneration of the collagen. So let's say you're eating just a vegan diet and you're not getting any collagen in, it's going to be really hard to support that collagen production. Now there is somewhat of a possibility there, but it's going to be really difficult to get enough protein and also get that collagen in to help support the skin. So I like a plant-based with a little bit of meat in there to help uh, keep the skin nice and firm and taut. Um, also, what's so good about eating this uh, high vegetable diet is really high, high vegetable, fruit, nuts, seeds, good quality grains, etc. is it's really high in antioxidants. So oxidative damage or oxidative stress is one big reason why there's degeneration that can cause the collagen to start breaking down. So what we want to do is prevent that oxidative stress. And when we're eating all these antioxidants to reduce that oxidative stress inside the skin and decreases that degeneration happening in the collagen. So the more foods we can eat that are higher in antioxidants, the less our skin's going to start degenerating. We also want to decrease how much saturated fat we have. So that's why I do say we want to limit the meat, but not totally take it out. So you don't want to eat a ton of red meat that's really high in fat. So you don't want to eat a marbleized steak. And if you do have beef, you want to make sure it has less of the meat fat in there. I'm not a huge fan of the pork because that's usually really hard to get really low on saturated fat. So that I wouldn't recommend that if you really want to keep a nice youthful appearance. Saturated fat is very pro-inflammatory. So the more inflammation you have in the body, the more potential trauma that can happen to the collagen also, and there's more degeneration that occurs. So we want to decrease that saturated fat intake that we have. A good thing too is we want to eat detoxing foods. So foods that are really good on detoxing are like artichokes, cruciferous vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower, kale. These type of things will help stimulate detoxification in the liver and the kidneys and the bowels. So something we also want to do is keep our brows moving. So if you're constipated, there's more toxins that are going to be accumulating in our body and you're not having a bowel movement every day. Uh, so it's not brows, really... it's bowels. I was doing this with my eyebrows. <laughs> bowels moving. Got it. Not brows. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our bowels. So uh, our poop uh, mach machines, the things that keep us moving. So we want to make sure we uh, have a bowel movement every day because if we don't, we're going to be accumulating a lot of toxins. It's going to causes some chronic inflammatory response, which then is going to affect our collagen production. So uh, those are, that's the basic diet that I want to follow is we want to increase the diet that's high in antioxidants. Uh, also, something I left out is we want to decrease how much sugar we eat. We don't want to eat foods that are going to really spike our blood sugar. We want to eat foods that are lower in sugar. So that doesn't mean I'm saying that you can't eat grains because, yeah, grains are high in sugar. But I want to eat grains that are high in fiber. So... You want to eat whole wheat bread instead of white bread. But let's say you have food sensitivities. That's a problem. Let's say you have a food sensitivity to wheat. That's what? That's going to increase inflammation, which then is going to make your skin worse. But we want to keep our blood sugar under control. So we want to make the blood sugar trickle. So we want to decrease our sugar intake. That means refined sugar. And also, if you're having a sugary food like a fruit, try to have a nut or something in there to help decrease that, that spike in our blood sugar. Because okay, that's spiking blood sugar will increase What you were saying immediately struck a chord with me when it came to like recognizing how toxins and sugar and so forth can affect our skin. In, in addition to like wrinkles, right, which is affected by collagen, 
you know, some of the things that happen with aging as well are like these little like brown spots and things like that that can show up on the skin. Does that have to do with toxins that you were talking about or what's causing that with the skin when it comes to diet? There's a potential higher propensity for that to form because there's more inflammation and more oxidative stress, but those form more from sun damage, but you're going to have increased likelihood of your skin being damaged by the skin if you have a lot of inflammation, oxidative stress in your body. So in a roundabout way, if you have all these toxins and a lot of blood sugar, high blood sugar, you're going to have this chronic inflammatory response, all this oxidative stress. So you're going to be much more prone to when you're exposed to uh, the sun to get those spots. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. My last question when it comes to diet, when you say plant-based with a little bit of meat, um, what, what quantifies a little, I mean, there's so many different opinions Usually, out there. I say like to- three days a week, maybe two days a week. And I would prefer more uh, higher fish than other meat, but you can have other meats. I'm not saying you just become a pesco vegetarian. I'm not saying that, but uh, yeah, you want to eat about meat three times a week. Three times a week. Is it okay on those three days a week? Am I eating it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Am I having like no. a 12 ounce porterhouse for dinner that night? Cause Hey, it's yeah. my three days. Like, what do you mean by about six, six ounces of, during, during those three days, you want to make sure you get enough protein the other time. So you, you need to make sure you're doing everything right there. Get enough nuts, seeds, beans, etc. Um, but yeah, you only need six ounces, six, six ounces of meat. It's plenty. All right. Thank you so much for that. So diet, that is powerful to learn about just how, like, honestly, just like simple eat well, eating well can actually help with our skin. It makes Mm -hmm. sense though, because then our body is able to like pay attention to our skin. It's not trying to heal all the other damage that we're causing from eating badly. Okay. So let's talk about the next one. You talked about stress with me. So what are some ways, like, what are some things that we're doing that uh, is causing stress or affecting our stress and then affecting our skin? And how can we improve that? So I'm sure many of you that really know really stressful people that have been stressed their entire lives, usually they have pretty wrinkly skin because that stressful lifestyle causes a chronic inflammatory response, which then will cause oxidative stress, which then will damage the skin. So what we want to do is keep that stress under control so we don't have this chronic inflammation and oxidative stress happening all the time. Some things that we could do to help our stress is meditation. We could do breathing exercises. We could do exercises. These are some things that we can do to help decrease that stress. Some things that can make stress worse. If you're already really stressed and then you're drinking coffee, that's going to make it even worse because that's going to put more stress on the adrenal glands, which is going to pump more cortisol out. And if you're stressed out, you're already pumping out way too much cortisol. Or if you've been stressed out way too long, now you're not producing enough cortisol and now you're pushing something that's already not working very well and then it just gets worse and worse and worse. Also, to help with our stress and other things is we want to make sure that we get enough sleep. So we want to make sure we get seven to nine hours of sleep per night. I know there's people out there that say I'm good with just five. You're not good with five. The research says seven to nine. You might be a seven-hour person, you might be a nine-hour person, but no one's a five-hour person. You might be able to function that way, but that's not how you're going to function optimally. That makes sense to me. And I'm a nine-hour person. I've definitely discovered that I feel so much better if I sleep uh, the full nine hours. And so that that really does show like the the saying about beauty sleep. Actually, there's some truth to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely true. So what about this? There's another theory out there that 
sunscreen and sun exposure can can cause problems with our, our, our skin or and the need for sunscreen. You mentioned a little bit about the brown spots and so forth being a caused by damage from the sun. Can you expand on that about sun exposure and about sunscreen and what role that should play in our youthful skin? So I'm definitely not anti-sun. We definitely need the sun. That's going to really help every mechanism in our body work better. One of the big things we get from the sun is vitamin D, but we get so many other things from the uh, sun. And there's a lot of things we don't understand what the sun does for us. So it's decreasing inflammation, decreasing oxidative stress. There's stress improvement from being in the sun. All kinds of things are there. But if let's say you get way too much sun exposure and you're, make, and you're getting burned, that's going to cause damage and oxidative stress to our skin and degeneration of the collagen. So that is going to happen if you get burned all the time. And yeah, you're going to grow later on. You're going to have more wrinkles if you do that. But let's say you just gradually get more tan. That's a different story. But let's say you're getting way too much sun and you're tanning all the time and you're getting really leathery skin. Yeah, that's going to lead to, because you're putting too much stress on the body. But then if you're following the diet and decreasing your stress, you're going to have less harm that's going to happen from the sun. So sunscreen, if you're going to be out all day long, I would get a environmentally safe sunscreen that has as little amount of toxins in it as possible and that could be a good option but I'm, i still want you to get some sun exposure so maybe be out there 15 to 30 minutes depending on how your skin is i want you to get that there and then you can put on a good sunscreen to help protect your skin now i want to expand a little bit on that for our audience there's really two types of, of sunscreen or, or, or mechanisms towards how sunscreens work one is a topical type of uh, ingredient that uh, protects the skin from sun. And then there's, there's other sunscreens that are, are more chemical based. When you are talking about uh, an environmentally safe sunscreen, are you, which one are you talking about? Are you talking about the topical one or the chemical one? I am talking about the, the topical sunscreen. So there's all kinds of sunscreens out there and most of them have tons of chemicals in them, just tons of stuff that, isn't it that's going to be bad for your skin and be bad for your health in general. So I'm not a huge fan of those, but I would go to something called the environmental working group. And they have done all the research to really identify what is a good safe sunscreen that doesn't have all that junk in it. And you can look from numbers one to five A one is a really good sunscreen. A five is a really bad sunscreen and they have all the brands in there. So that's, that's what I'm talking about is getting a good clean, topical sunscreen. I love it. Wonderful. Thank you for that tip on where to go to find um, some safe sunscreen. All right. The next item on your list that you gave me is intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting can help our skin. Tell me more. Yes. A roundabout way is it's going to help our skin. Well, just like diet and stress. I mean, it's about keeping your body healthy. The healthier your body is, the healthier your skin is going to be the healthier you're, you're going to look and also the healthier you're going to feel. With intermittent fasting, the big thing that happens when we do that, there's all kinds of benefits, and we've talked about that in previous episodes, is two of the big ones I want to talk about is when we go in the fasting state, we increase glutathione production. Glutathione is our natural antioxidant in our body. It's the strongest antioxidant that we have. And we talked about a lot of oxidative stress causing damage to our collagen. So glutathione decreases that oxidative stress, so you don't have that anymore. 
So when we do like intermittent fasting, like we're fasting for 13 to 18 hours per day, it's going to increase that glutathione and decrease that oxidative stress in our body. This is also going to greatly decrease our blood sugar, which is then going to decrease the inflammation and more damage that happens to our skin also. Those are two of the big ones of why, how fasting can actually benefit our skin. Amazing. Oh, last thing, one more thing, is it's a great detoxifier too. We talked about foods to help detox, but when we fast, we're able to pull out all this, these toxins that form in our fat when we fast, and we're able to eliminate those when, when we're fasting. That's amazing. So how often do you recommend, you know, someone who's skin conscious do intermittent fasting? Is it a daily thing, a weekly thing? I mean, it can be really easy. I, I would recommend doing it. If you really want to keep a nice, healthy skin, it's going to be good for all kinds of health, but also for your skin is to do it daily. It's pretty easy. Just do 13 hours. You don't really have to do it longer than that. That's just like not eating after seven. And then eating, and eating at eight in the morning. At eight. Right. I'm like, that works for me. That's totally doable. That's totally sustainable. It's okay. very doable for most people. Yeah. So the next one you have on the list is taking care of our gut. Can you expand? You're talking about all sorts of things that affect the gut here. Yeah. So let's talk about the gut. So what, how is the gut going to help our skin? That's it. That's an interesting concept. And again, this is to help regulate the inflammatory response that's happening in our body. So let's say we're eating all these things that aren't good for us. Uh, we're eating certain foods that are inflammatory. So let's say we're eating a lot of the saturated fat, we're eating a lot of the sugar, or let's say we're eating foods that we're sensitive to, wheat, gluten, dairy, corn, sugar, soy, or whatever. You might not be reacting to these, but you might want to identify if there's certain foods you're reacting to because you might not have gut stuff, but you might be having gut issues, but it's not, you're not necessarily having diarrhea, constipation, gas, bloating, et cetera, but you might still be sensitive to wheat or something else that's causing this chronic inflammatory response. What we want to do is eliminate those foods that are causing issue. So something that can also help uh, decrease inflammation is to take probiotics. So probiotics are going to help decrease inflammation in the gut, help our digest our food better, and it's also going to help modulate our immune system. This is going to help us digest our food better, meaning we're going to get more nutrients in, which is then going to give us all the nutrients that we need to help build collagen. And then it's going to modulate that inflammatory response and decrease that inflammatory response, which causes damage to the collagen too. And then some big thing that we want to limit, and I want to keep on talking about this one, is sugar. Big one is sugar. If you're eating tons of sugar, or let's say you're starting to get pre-diabetic, that's going to be horrible for your skin. So you want to make sure you get your blood sugar under control. Plus sugar is very inflammatory. So we want to keep that blood sugar regulation in our body on, under control. I keep hearing you say that. Like a, every single thing that we that you bring up in here has to do with inflammation. So it seems like yep. the inflammation seems to be the root problem of so many things. I mean, you've, you've talked about it in past episodes with its effects on autoimmune and, and uh, you know, other conditions. And then now it seems like it affects, you know, skin as well. So it seems like for any type of person who's health conscious, reducing inflammation is going to affect the whole system. It's going to really improve the whole system as well. So I'm excited. <laughs> so right. when I am treating a patient, I'm yeah. always, if they have a chronic disease, let's say they've had a disease over six months, it's always got a piece of chronic inflammation. If it's related to cardiovascular disease, diabetes, autoimmune diseases, thyroid issues, whatever, skin issues, 
all of it is related to this chronic inflammatory response. So the thing is, is what is the cause of that inflammatory response? And that's a big piece of what we're dealing with. But yeah, if you want a good youthful appearance or you want to be good and healthy, you need to keep your inflammation under control. Makes sense to me. I'm a believer now, Dr. Jake. All right. Well, we're almost wrapping up here. We got three more things that I want to talk that we want to talk about. And I know that many people are probably really eager to hear, uh, hear these last three. One, you brought, bring up exercise and then, and then you, you do bring up some topical and some herbs that people can, can take to help. So let's start, um, with the exercise and then let's move on to what topical things that we can put on our skin and any herbs that we can take to help improve our skin. So some big things here is one thing why sagging skin happens is degeneration of our muscles that happen when we get older too. Doing exercise like anaerobic exercise, which is muscle workouts, doing this will help decrease how much uh, sagging of the skin throughout the body, except for the face. It's not like people are really doing muscle workouts in your face, even though there are uh, muscle workouts that are coming out because we are seeing that the the stronger your face muscles are, the less sagging of the skin happens. So that is coming out there, but that's not what I'm really focusing on there. But uh, this helps decrease sagging of other parts, like under, under the arms and the inner legs and wherever throughout the body. Big thing too is aerobic exercise. So this helps increase circulation and blood flow. The more blood flow and circulation we have going on, the more oxygen that's able to arrive to the collagen and help regenerate the collagen. So it's a consistent healing and regeneration where we have when we're consistently doing some type of exercise, like an aerobic exercise, which is like a running, biking, something that's getting your heart rate up about 60 to 70% of your VO2 max. And then let's talk about some uh, topical things that we can do. So there's something called hyaluronic acid, which is a portion of our collagen. So we could get that and uh, as a serum, and you apply that topically to the skin. You could also use a derma roller with it, and that helps get it right into the skin, and that will help regenerate the collagen in your skin. Also, giving a topical vitamin C serum, usually hyaluronic acid and vitamin C can be bought together, and you place that on the skin and use the derma roller also. Something that I really like too, and this is something we do in our office, is platelet-rich plasma injections, which is more aggressive and more potent than the vitamin C and hyaluronic acid. So how our body heals is through platelets, and how our collagen heals is through platelets also. So what, But why our collagen doesn't heal very well is it doesn't get great blood flow. So it doesn't get great nutrients, and it doesn't get great platelets to be able to arrive there. So platelet-rich plasma is we draw some of your blood out, we take out those platelets from, we, we place in a specialized centrifuge, we extract out these platelets, and then we do these little baby injections with this little baby needle throughout the face to help regenerate that collagen. This is something I usually recommend when st- someone starts noticing that their skin's starting to get a little more wrinkly than they like. It's not something that you do all the time. Usually you could do this uh, for about four to six sessions and then to maintain the, uh, the regeneration of collagen, you do it every 12 to 18 months uh, to do that therapy. There's also something called ozonated oil. This is really great because it decreases the inflammation of the skin. It also uh, helps increase oxygen delivery to the, the collagen too. And then, uh, like I talked about before, is uh, a derma roller can be used with all these things, the hyaluronic acid, the vitamin C, and the ozonated oil. Amazing. Also, now, a lot of the stuff after the PRP too. 
a lot of what you talked about, like the, obviously the platelet rich plasma, we can, you have to go to a doctor's office, but as far as like hyaluronic yeah. acid, vitamin C, uh, ozonated oil and a derma roller, can somebody get that at just, you know, uh, on their own, like over the counter? Yeah, you can just get that over the counter. You don't really have to go to the doctor to get that. The doctor might have some good products to supply you, but these are things that you can just find over the counter. Okay, great. All right. Last but not least, herbs. Who would have thought? Herbs. Tell us so, more. So yeah, there's some great herbs. And guess what? What are they doing? They are decreasing inflammation. So we want to decrease that inflammation on the skin. So herbs are really great at doing this. Some of my favorite ones to do this are frankincense. Very anti-inflammatory, a great detoxifying herb also, and it's great for the liver. Uh, great for healing up the gut also. Calendula is really great. It's one of my favorite skin herbs. It's such a great anti-inflammatory, and it helps keep that skin from degenerating. So I really like this. I like to apply it topically every day for me personally. This is such a gentle, safe, uh, effective way to keep our skin really uh, healthy. And look so how do you best. how do you put these herbs on your skin? Do you just so like put the essential oil like right on there? A, in a cream base or into something called like a salve, which is like a something you put on like a salve is something you put on your on your lips, you know, uh, like chapstick uh, right. type of thing. So they make it in that uh, type of a uh, a solution. So and then you could also get it into an, a oil, not like an essential oil, because that will burn your skin. So okay. don't do that. But you could, if they, there's companies that can fuse these herbs into oil bases and you can apply that to your skin too. So these can uh, be really great for uh, decreasing the inflammation and decreasing that degeneration of the skin. I also like rose hips. What benefit of rose hips is, is it helps uh, tonify the skin and helps dry the skin so it tightens it up. That can help keep the skin looking more taut when you use rose hips. Now, is it the same um, kind of type of thing where you you have to dil dilute it into oil? Like any of these herbs, it's the same type of approach. Rose hips is very uh, gentle, so not necessarily. I mean, usually, I mean, I wouldn't recommend it as a essential oil though. So if okay. you're putting essential oil rose hips directly on there, yeah, dilute it a little bit because the essential oil is just way too. It's a thousand times more potent than the subregular herb when it is in the essential oil form. So many times that will burn the skin and you won't, okay. won't enjoy life. It can leave blisters and cause really a lot of redness. So yeah, you want to dilute it in, okay. in some oil if you're going to do that. Like, well, uh, and you can dilute it in like the coconut oil and jojoba oil, which are really great on healing the skin too. They're, they're moisturizing and they help tonify the skin. That's coconut oil and jojoba oil. And you can add the rose hips or the frankincense or the calendula all to these type of oils too, if you'd like. Uh, another one is myrrh. Uh, that's a very anti-inflammatory herb, a great detoxifier. So that is great for the skin also. Frankincense um, and myrrh. I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty great herbs. Wonderful. They're, they're good enough for Jesus. They're good enough for us. That's right? what I was thinking. I was like, I wonder if Jesus had some really young looking skin. I mean, he's giving Frank yeah. <laughs> at, at Christmas yeah. time. Well, thank you um, so much for this, Dr. Jake. Any final words on how we can, you know, improve our skin? So what I like to do is I'm, I'm not anti-sun. A lot of people are anti-sun. They're like, hey, I want to keep my, uh, my face looking beautiful and I'm going to stay away from the sun. But then you're limiting all these other health benefits of the sun so what I like to do, we talked about a lot of things that you can apply to your skin. So when you get exposed to the sun, apply these things to your skin, and that helps decrease that oxidative stress that happens from the sun exposure. So 
apply some of these things we talked about, the frankincense, myrrh, the hyaluronic acid, vitamin C, et cetera, to your skin, and that will uh, help prevent the damage from when you're out in the sun. Wonderful. So you get all the benefits of the sun and reduce the negative effects of the sun with those yeah. uh, mm-hmm. herbs and the oil. Well, wonderful yep. to hear all of this and learn. Um, I definitely will be going back and watching our replay and taking some notes myself. Dr. Jake, thank you so much for your time today. How can someone follow you more? So yeah, if you want to follow us more, you can visit our podcast, but you can also visit our website, find our number and give us a call at 801-676-9876. Visit our website, integrativemedica.com. Set up a visit with me or some of my great associates. Especially if they want to get that plasma on their skin. Wonderful. All right. (laughs) Have a great one. Hey, Dr. Jake, thank you for your time today. And if you enjoyed the show, then do us a favor and leave a review. It helps more people to find the show, which could save their life. And remember, this is a podcast and should not replace personalized attention from a medical professional like Dr. Jake. If you or someone you know has been diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, cancer of any stage, or a life-changing illness, visit our website today and schedule a virtual appointment with one of our doctors who can lead you to a treatment plan in your area. That's integrativemedica.com. Integrativemedica.com. Thank you for listening to the Integrative Medica podcast with Dr. Jake. To hear past episodes and get alerts for the future, subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform and be sure to follow us on YouTube as well. Just search for Integrative Medica with Dr. Jake.